When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is TJ Wilson, a.k.a. Tyson Kidd, and you're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast, established 2019. Direct from the North Wales coast, his verbal skills definitely outweigh his wrestling ability. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter, your host, Stew Palmer! Well, we are back. It's the second episode of 2023. This is episode 140 of Stew's Wrestling Podcast. I go from doing nothing for a month and I give you two guests in one week. That's just how we roll on this show. And we are heading to Wisconsin. And I know another guy from Wisconsin, friend of the show, Justin Clapper, but it's not him today. It's our second ever referee on Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's Mr. Dan Pitch coming on SWP today, all the way from Wisconsin. Dan, how are we, sir? Stu, thank you so much for having me. Uh, absolutely, my pleasure to be here with you and everybody throughout the world listening. Uh, the weather here in Milwaukee is about at 25 degrees and snowy, and I could not be happier. Thank you so, so much. Now, you've been very, very busy for various promotions. I know you've done a lot with GCW, AAW out in Chicago that are very well known on the world stage, Warrior Wrestling, and you were here with GCW for TNT for the big clash last year, man. So, yeah, you've done a lot. You've done so, so much. Just some of your experiences, you know, in, in refereeing, Don in the Zebra, Don in the Stripes. Yeah, you know, it's uh, incredible uh, to be a student of this business. Um, you know, to to have gentlemen like yourself who do podcasts and journalism, um, whether it's photography uh, or articles written or videos, um, we all come together for this the same passion, and that's for the sport uh, and the show of professional wrestling. Uh, the one thing I've found through the travels is no matter what part you have in the show, uh, we're all going to, to come together uh, and we're all linked with one thing. And that's that passion for our sport. So whether you're from Milwaukee or Liverpool or, uh, you know, anywhere else throughout the entire world, uh, we all speak that same common language, which is pro wrestling. And it allows, uh, you know, being a student of the business uh, just opens up the whole world to you <laughs> to learn. Every every opportunity is a learning experience. When when did you begin? When did you set foot into the business? Now I know you've done a bit of pro wrestling as well as the refereeing. So yeah, just the genesis of that when it when it began, man, coming into the business and learning the business. I love asking. I love hearing about the start that you guys make in the business, have made in the business. Yeah, great question, Sue. Uh, I started. In January of 2018, so this is my five-year anniversary this month from when I first stepped foot into wrestling training school. I joined a school uh, called the Thumper's Den 
in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And the main trainer, uh, Beer City Bruiser from Ring of Honor. Um, Big fan of his. Yeah. Um, so he's he's my wrestling dad. Um, he's taught me uh, everything from, from skills to stepping inside the ring to handling yourself inside the ring. Um, I came in with the mentality of, I want to learn everything in this business. I want to learn uh, how to wrestle, how to ref, how to announce, how to take photos, how to set up the ring. Um, starting with, I just want to be the guy who sets up the ring. <laughs> I want to help out the show. So I figured uh, the best part, best spot to start would be uh, joining a training school and learning everything from the ground up. Um, so luckily, there's a school, uh, Thumper's Den, ran by Frankie DeFalco, uh, right here in Milwaukee, and he runs a show called Brew City Wrestling in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and all throughout uh, the entire state. Uh, during the fairs and festival seasons, we do a lot of shows. Um, so working and training uh, through the school, I was able to uh, to make my debut in April. So about uh, three, four months in, uh, I had I had developed skills to uh, to referee a match and uh, and have my debut. And it was an absolute blizzard in the middle of <laughs> spring break <laughs> uh, with tons of family, tons of friends there. Um, 2018, it was close to home too, about 20 minutes from my home. So, um, really felt like a home game and, uh, and worked a few matches that day and got the nod to work the main event, uh, on the show. I said, Hey Perch, you're, you're working out so well. Uh, we'll, we'll give you the opportunity to work with Greg, the hammer Valentine in the, no in the final. Way. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Were you nervous? Yeah. Were you okay? Oh, you're damn right. We're nervous. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Dude, that's the, the fun part that I learned about pro wrestling and the magic of show days is you're going to get those butterflies, but turning those butterflies to adrenaline and really, uh, you know, giving it everything you got and firing up when it comes to uh, to working your job out there. So, yeah, I learned what it was like to turn those nerves into a do or die situation and uh, and get the job done. <laughs> How was the Hall of Famer, Greg, the Hammer Valentine? A man, you know, he was in he was in amongst it. I think under underappreciated actually for what he did. Did you hear so how tough he was, how good he was in the ring? Uh, yeah, how, how was your interactions with Greg on that day? And did he impart any wisdom and any knowledge to the, to you? Yeah, just uh, absolutely legendary. Um, the experience with him was was incredible. Had always heard and seen him uh, growing up from the the old footage and legendary footage, and him and Roddy Piper with their big feud and dog collar match. Um, but this instance was my first time ever meeting a, a legitimate legend in the business. So I was just very polite. I introduced myself to him, I let him know that I'd have his match, and he said, "Great, just uh, keep your eyes open." <laughs> uh, and from there, I've always kept it with me. Um, you know, always be aware of what's going on as well as anytime I've seen or heard of Greg uh, since then, it's brought me right back to, uh, to my introduction to the, uh, to the role of a referee. Look, lad, what, what a hot start for you there, you know, earning, earning your stripes as I, you know, use a bit of a pun there, but yeah, earning your stripes from, from the first day, man. Yeah. Yep. So from the first day, it, things went well. Uh, and then I started traveling all throughout southeastern Wisconsin, uh, working every show I could, helping set up and tear down, uh, work the merchandise, uh, help out people, give them rides to shows. 
Um, eventually, I started working for those shows that I was helping out with, um, started traveling all around the entire state of Wisconsin, and then started venturing out to the Midwest a little bit through Illinois and uh, Minnesota, uh, Michigan, uh, Indiana, all throughout, and, uh, and continued to progress and meet people along the way. Uh, the funnest part is the journey of it all, uh, meeting people that you'd never otherwise you know, have encounters with. Uh, other like-minded individuals coming from different walks of life, but trying to achieve the same goal. Uh, that was the uh, the really hidden gem that I found along the way. And it you know, continues to motivate me every time I step into a new uh, building or a new venue or a new state, a new country, uh, just knowing that I'm here to do a job and I'm with other students and we're all learning this business together. So we're going to make it through together and we're going to have a damn good time in the process has kind of been the mentality um, since day one. Oh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Just, I, I always ask, ask talent, anybody within the industry, a lot of people, majority of people love being on the road who I've spoken to. So yeah, you know, you've spoken about going into Illinois, Minnesota, other places, man. You look like you enjoy the road as well, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's funny to look back um, through the, the photos throughout the years, because uh, I've been taking photos since day one of pro wrestling, um, to see about how I enjoyed the road trips from the start to how I enjoy them now and how much different they've been. Um, before joining wrestling, at 25, 30 minutes was a long drive. My goodness, it felt like you'd have to plan a whole day around a 30-minute drive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before you know it, time flies, and now I'm making eight-hour drives home because I got to work in the morning. <laughs> um, yeah, I absolutely love love the, the road trips and the road. Uh, if I'm going solo, I'll make sure I have good music, good podcasts to listen to. Um, if I'm going uh, to, a, to a bigger company, I'll usually offer to, uh, to give rides to people. Uh, whether they need to be picked up at the airport or a hotel and brought to the venue. Um, so then I'll, you know, have people in the car that I'm, you know, kind of picking their brain a little bit or, or talking about just daily stuff with. Uh, those are always fun. And then other car trips are with uh, fellow students that I train with. Uh, we used to load up car with four or five of us and, and head out. Uh, as time's gone on, now it's uh, me and maybe one or two other students who may hop in the car. And, uh, and now I'm getting those guys their first kind of exposure to different shows and different uh, venues, different people, uh, much like I was exposed to uh, a few years ago. So, yeah, lots of different styles of car trips. And I really enjoy, really enjoy uh, traveling on the road. It's amazing. It's amazing, man. Yeah, I'd like to like to extend off it, obviously, other, other matches that you've officiated that, that stand out. And I'm going to... I'm going to put some graphics in of yourself as well as we talk about this. But yeah, just some memories be, being in there and refing, man. And like over the years, when, when I watched it years ago, I never thought about the ref needing to know about camera as well as the talent knowing about cameras and stuff like that. So yeah, extending off that. But yeah, your experiences, man, things that stand out. I know there's going to be countless memories for you. Oh, yeah. And uh, it really goes back to uh, to the early days. Um, in learning how to, to pour the emotion into every performance and to give everything I've got. Um, pro wrestling is, is based so much off of emotions and using our adrenaline, using our, our brains, using our bodies uh, to convey emotion and to, to garner it from the, the audience. Uh, early on, I learned a lot from working with uh, Sierra, 
a wrestler here in Milwaukee. Uh, she's making her rounds. Uh, she's kind of like my older sister in the business. Um, but I understood from her uh, the emotion that you can pour into a match. And when she was working matches early on in my uh, refing days, I, I found that I can feed off of this emotion as well. Um, two wrestlers uh, have a feud or have you know differences to be settled, meaning they've got some some emotion uh, for or against one another. Um, me as a referee, it taught me to uh, to feed off of that emotion as well, and to kind of garner it and, and to ride the wave as well, and to tell that story that you know these two wrestlers are telling, but to try and you know, carry that emotion over to the crowd. So one of the earliest lessons was, uh, was to try and be in tune with everybody and, uh, and match that energy and match that emotion. That's cool, man. That's cool. You can see how serious, yeah, I know you have to take it seriously, of course, but it's good to hear and it's good to hear how, you know, how you go about it, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I've got to ask you, you've officiated for GCW, a very hot promotion known worldwide. They've done very, very well. You know, they're well known, they're well known across the world now. So yeah, GCW, high caliber, you know, guys on their cards and, and the shows are fantastic. I've watched clips of matches, I haven't watched like full events, but obviously I have seen like when the Briscoes have been on, you know, God bless Jay Briscoe's soul as well, I must say. But yeah, there's been matches I have seen and obviously clips and things. But yeah, your, your experiences with GCW, man, because it's a very hot promotion and it has been for a while. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And like you said, rest in peace to Jay Briscoe. Uh, was able to learn a lot from working with him over the past year in GCW. The atmosphere of a Game Changer Wrestling crowd and show is like a, a rock and roll show. <laughs> it's like Kiss is coming to town and this barn is going to be rocking. <laughs> um, yeah, I absolutely love it. Uh, it's, it's so much fun. Uh, I work a lot throughout the Midwest when GCW comes through, mm -hmm. uh, as well as the, uh, the Collective, uh, which will come to, to WrestleMania weekend all throughout. Uh, made it out to the East Coast for my first time uh, for New Year's and New Year's Day uh, out in Jersey, the boardwalk. Uh, but yeah, it's just incredible uh, to be able to, to learn the art of pro wrestling and to study territories and crowds from what I call the back of a ring truck. Um, you get to see the world and experience it from setting up and tearing down in a different town. Um, one of my favorite parts is, you know, before the show gets gets going, the anticipation of the crowd and the line at the door. Um, sometimes I'll be the, the gentleman taking, you know, tickets or handing wristbands on uh, because I genuinely love it. I love greeting fans at the door and feeling that anticipation uh, of the show they're about to see. Love watching as people walk in the door and see the venue for the first time. So knowing it's a, it's a company like Game Changer Wrestling, where we're putting everything we can out there to, to give the fans the, the top, the line, the state of the art, uh, top level, independent, uh, professional wrestling. You can just see the, the joy that every fan has as they walk into that building. And I love it. It gets me, it gets me hyped <laughs> uh, and, and gives me motivation uh, to, to perform inside that ring. Once the, once the show starts. What have been some of your favorite matches officiating for GCW? Must ask you that. Yeah, been, uh, been some wonderful ones. Really, uh, ones that hit me during the week that, oh my God, was, was this a, a real match that took place? <laughs> um, but I'm always able to, to learn so much from it. 
one in particular was a match with Too Cold Scorpio going against Jonathan Gresham for the ROH world title at the time. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That was uh, such an honor to work with. I'd worked with Scorpio once before, um, and maybe twice before. I worked with him in, in Minoru Suzuki as well in Detroit, wow. uh, which was which wow. was phenomenal. Um, but then this time with Gresham in Chicago was was incredible. A good storytelling, good uh, old school working mentality between them. Um, later that night, had a match with uh, the Briscoe brothers defending their GCW Tag Team Championships against the Rejects, Reed Bentley and John Wayne Murdoch. That was uh, just a hard-hitting main event in Chicago that had the crowd feeling it from every end of the arena. Uh, the, the energy the Briscoes brought was crazy. Uh, had another Art of War match uh, last September in Chicago, a double cage, double ring, um, five teams of two in there. Um, Briscoe brothers defending their titles against SGC and uh, Effie and Alley, Los Macisos. Um, and Cologne and John Wayne Murdoch, incredible match. Uh, Rev Adam Galt was in one ring and I was in the other ring and pure chaos ensued for, a, you know, the next 40 minutes or so until we had a, uh, until we had new champions crowned. Uh, that match will always stick out in my mind uh, from being a, a recent one, but, uh, but very fun. <laughs> We've got a comment. Just, I just want to segue to Mr. Clapper. A fellow fellow Wisconsin guy, two great guys right here. Thank you, JC. As as are you, as are you. Hope you're Thank good. you, Justin. Much love to you. Hope you're good, man. If you've got any questions, Clapper, that that'd be nice. I know, I know you've had that on a couple of times for your show, but yeah, yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, I can only imagine going back to that. Just like you know, five teams of two. It must have been, as you say. Just mad, mad. Like your attention on that must have been incredible. Yeah, it really was. Uh, the year before, I had uh, I had helped set it up and uh, and get everything set from the back, so I was able to watch and observe everything and take notes and study and, and see what was all about to happen. <clears throat> uh, and then fast forward to uh, to the the following year, having the opportunity to be in there. Uh, yeah, keep that head on a swivel the entire time. Um, keeping the eyes open again from that, that day one, uh, the advice still paying off, um, and watching everything and, and staying prepared. Uh, anticipation is key in those kinds of matches and, uh, and being ready for anything. Remember, uh, taking a photo afterwards and in the GCW logo had a perfect, like half blood marked on it. <laughs> half red. <laughs> nothing more, nothing more true of that. When you're talking about GCW, that that's the, yeah. That's how it's done, isn't it? Yeah, that's a statement. Yeah. That's a statement on that year. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, man, absolutely. And cool. Just extending off what you were saying, you know, I, I've not, I've stayed in New Jersey, 
when I went to WrestleMania, but I haven't been to the boardwalk. We didn't manage to, to get there. So yeah, just again, you know, the places you get to see, it's just, it must be, you must pinch yourself sometimes. Yeah, I love it. Uh, coming from Wisconsin here, uh, we've got a lot of farmland, open air and beautiful landscapes. Uh, <laughs> computer desktop background landscape. <laughs> So, uh, so anything other that's like my standard for uh, for viewing. So anytime I'll go into a, to a bigger city or a spot by an ocean or see a palm tree or something, yeah, I'm just blown away completely. Um, one of the coolest places that I got to visit at this year was the Baltic Triangle uh, in Liverpool. Yeah, I know it. I know it well, of course. It's only an hour away from here. Yeah, what an incredible! My eyes were open so big that day. Uh, with all the architecture around there uh, in the background, you can see like giant, you know, to me, they look like castles, but right in the foreground is more uh, kind of modern, um, some graffiti on walls and buildings, giant skate park out there, which was awesome. Um, you've got the water close by. Um, yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Baltic Triangle. I, I like finding a coffee shop or a breakfast joint at any place I go to. Um, and right there, a spot called 92 Degrees was pretty damn good for coffee. <laughs> I, I loved it. And, and that helps me feel uh, in tune or feel at home no matter where I'm at. Uh, if I can find a good good coffee joint uh, and just kind of settle in. And I think it was all Americanos out there, if that's what they're called. Uh, yeah, I like a straight yeah, coffee. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's cool, man. Cool. Man. I'm going to have to ask you, obviously, we're over here. For GTW versus CNC, and obviously it was over three nights. So yeah, uh, get get in here. How how long are you in the UK? Uh, being booked for that, and yeah, just what more experiences in the UK being over here, man. Yeah, it was it was wild. Uh, Liverpool is where we stayed, and and Hangar Thirty Four is where we wrestled and uh, and officiated. Uh, TNT wrestling was super cool. Uh, Jay and Mad Dog getting to meet out there. <laughs> what some characters! My goodness. Kindred spirits inside the pro wrestling world uh, to meet. Uh, you can go all the way across, the, halfway across the world and meet people who are just like you and find the same passion and the same joy out of pro wrestling. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was so cool. Uh, the fans out there were amazing. Wild parties the entire time. Uh, people just going nuts. Um, absolutely loved it. Fun matches too, getting to meet all the wrestlers out there. Uh, the referees too. Ref James Greenwood, what a saint of a man! He's, he's fantastic. I've, I've just, been uh, I've been commentating on on a show on shows and just watching him, unbelievable. Um, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, he sets the standard, and I, and I was able to learn a lot from him and take it back to the states moving forward. Uh, referee Scott Bell out there too. What a great dude! Just a true blue professional. Um, loved working with him and LK too. Um, what a great referee she was. Um, another person who I learned from, from watching, uh, we're all students in this business. So whether you've been in for a long time or a, or a short amount of time, uh, we all learn from each other and we're all out there getting reps. Uh, so yeah, super cool people to meet, uh, Kings of the North of a tag team. Holy smokes. Those guys brought it, <laughs> got to work with them a, a couple times throughout the, the weekend. Um, against Joe Lando and Callum Newman in, uh, in one of the matches. Those guys really brought it, too. Um, Clint Margera against uh, Alex Colon in a ladder match for the uh, TNT Extreme title was such a cool match. Uh, Clint is a true uh, deathmatch wrestler. Like him, 
uh, good style and a, a solid wrestler. First time getting to meet uh, Big Joe as well out there. Holy smokes, that guy brings it. <laughs> I had uh, I had heard from a lady out here, a photographer, uh, who knew uh, Big Joe and spoke kindly of him. Uh, so when I first met him, it was uh, just a good dude from the start. <laughs> um, but yeah, so much fun checking out the downtown and uh, in the downtown Liverpool, uh, the, the buildings, the, the venues, everything was just incredible. But yeah, that skate park right by uh, right by the hangar was, uh, was one of my favorite session spots to just kind of hang out, and drink a coffee and call the family and and show them on facetime <laughs> when did you find out you were coming here you know how, how long was it you know from doing the show but yeah when did you find out you were coming to the uk when was it put to you yeah maybe a, a month or two in advance uh, yeah. i was provided the opportunity and uh and yeah was was prepared and uh and take full advantage of the of the opportunity uh ref scarlett donovan from the west coast uh, from los angeles and myself uh, represented the United States and, uh, and went out to Liverpool. It was her first time and my first time too. So, yeah, we can do a, a couple months out in, in advance. Cool. Cool. I'm going to put some more images in because obviously we've got there's a few images that we need to put in that we haven't shown yet. And then just getting your reaction to said images, I think. So, yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah, this is a, this has been a wonderful start to 2023 so far. Every weekend has had some great action. Um, freelance wrestling on IWTV. It takes place in Chicago. And that's where the picture on the top left comes from. Uh, Ricky Morton was in town taking on Robert Ego Anthony for the freelance world title. Uh, man, Ricky Morton, just a legend. Uh, I've, I've gotten to work with him a few times at GCW. I've gotten to work with his son a couple times as well. Um, Ricky is someone who, uh, who I always like to pick his brain and, and learn from. So, uh, anytime I get to experience a, a match with him, it's just out of this world, a true veteran. Um, Leon Slater to the right there from the UK, uh, met him when I came over for GCW first TNT, um, man, uh, young and a star, incredible, um, super nice too. Uh, what a good dude. Um, he took on Nick Wayne at the showboat in Jersey, uh, right on the, the boardwalk in, in Atlantic City, New Jersey. They had a banger of a match on New Year's Day. Um, yeah, Nick Wayne and, and Leon are about you know similar size. Leon may have a little bit more height, um, but it was such a good matchup. I think 18 and 17 years old between the two of them too. So um, yeah, as far as future stars go, that match was such an emotional roller coaster. And and an honor to be a part of. So cool, man. And the uh, the picture on the bottom there took place in South Bend, Indiana, uh, for Warrior Wrestling, and that was a vacant Warrior Wrestling Lucha title, which is uh, the one pictured on the left, uh, which was up for grabs and also being defended that night was the AAA Mega Championship, which you see on the right. From El Hijo de Vikingo versus Ray Horace versus Flamita. Uh, three luchadors. Uh, it was my first time getting to work with El Hijo de Vikingo. Uh, I had worked with Flamita and Ray Horace uh, periodically throughout the past couple of years um, working lucha shows in Chicago. I like working lucha shows in Chicago because I'm able to learn the style, learn the art, learn the language. Um, 
Gringo Logo is an incredible helper, as well as uh, Jonathan and Martine from the Wrestling with Unicorns. Those brothers uh, have helped just tremendously with allowing me to, uh, to pick their brains and learn um, wrestling Spanish. Uh, so the ability to, uh, to learn Spanish to use inside the ring goes tremendously uh, long ways when working with, uh, with luchadors from out of country on any given night. So such an honor to, to have the opportunity to work lucha matches and lucha main events. Um, and it's so much fun working hard uh, to, to learn the style, learn the subtleties, learn the language. Um, but it's such a rewarding feeling. <laughs> and, uh, and always uh, there's so much more that I can be doing feeling as well. So. I really cool that you've been in with all you know different styles of match as well as you say, man. But how how is it when they're so fast paced and you being in there? Are you cautious about where you are? Because obviously they're 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 so fast and just rapid. Or, yeah. or are, you quite, are you quite all right with it? Yeah, you know, keeping your head on a swivel at all times. Um, like we mentioned before, uh, always kind of looking out for cameramen and people who are ringside. I always refer to that as the. Uh, working the trenches, all the cameramen and, and videographers working uh, ringside. So uh, keeping a close eye on those guys, um, between them and myself, we're all about keeping each other safe. So if there's something coming, I'll kind of look out for those guys and vice versa. If something's coming up in the ring, and I may feel a tap on my foot to, uh, to allow me to, to watch out. So it's all about keeping your head on a swivel, uh, keeping the heart rate uh, regulated, and uh, and you know, being prepared for anything and, and being able to move quick. I definitely wear my wrestling shoes for lucha matches for a little quick mobility. So there is a, a little game change that I've put in there. <laughs> highly, highly aware of what's going on. That's good. That's good to hear, man. Also, you've been you've been in PWI Pro Wrestling Illustrated. It's very, very recently that you posted this. So I'm gonna throw another graphic in. But yeah, here we go. In the centre there, as you can see, right, slap bang in the centre, they are front and centre on screen, but yeah, how, how did that feel seeing that in print format, that you're on, you know, the most well-known wrestling publication there ever has been? Yeah, just uh, incredible. Um, you know, I've been a, a such a wrestling fan since I can remember, and uh, and I've always remembered any time going to the store, Telling my parents, I'm going to look at the magazines. Great, I'll be by the magazines. It's just a way of life. Anytime I went to the store, looking for wrestling magazines. So I've been a PWI subscriber for a long, long time. And uh, and when I first entered the wrestling business, I figured it would be a, a cool uh, to set a goal to one day be in a PWI magazine. You know, if I continue to do things right and, uh, you know, be a student of this business and, uh, you know, take the path the right way um, one day maybe that could be a byproduct of it so you know by setting short-term and medium-term goals um, you know eventually moments like that like we saw right here came up uh, which was just like, such an honor i'm gonna gonna write him a nice little handwritten thank you note uh, to the to the pwi folks to thank him for, uh, for a little inclusion in there i can only um, imagine i can only imagine seeing that the joy you must have had because you know we all we all i, I read that i used to read the magazine years and years obviously we have we have our uk based publications now we have power slam which is always like a go-to for me uh so yeah just to see it in print form man 
and like you've 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 had that magazine yourself for years. Just can only can only imagine, Dan. Can only imagine how elated you were. Yeah, but uh, you know, before wrestling, twenty five minutes was a long drive. Um, it fast forward to that photo. I you know drove all the way down down to Southern Indiana, uh, blew out a tire, had to, to, to fix a tire on the side of the road, put a donut on the side of the highway, and go into town, get it fixed, get a new one put on. I met up with uh, with referee Max Recon from GCW down in uh, Evansville, Indiana, uh, and he drove two hours to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, where we were at for Ric Flair's final match uh, weekend. So finding that travel for the art of pro wrestling to earn a match with uh, with Takeshita against uh, Nick Wayne in that match, too. Uh, and then to have a photographer like Ali from that area to take a photo of it. Um, and then to, to somehow get it to PWI and to be in so many different factors that go into that, that moment happening. Um, but it's just a, a blessing to be a student of this business and to have moments like that uh, where, where people can see the hard work that pays off. And, and uh, you know, definitely showed pops and, and my brother. And, and a fam, and they were like, "Hey, nice job. This means we're, we're on the right track," which is which is cool. That's cool, man. No, that's cool. That, that, that's so good. I, I've got to ask you. I like asking guys, obviously, within the industry in that specific field. You know, people people want to become referees. You know, they might not know what the best course of action is. Getting their foot in the door, obviously. You know, got to get known, having and things of that nature. Goes to the school, but yeah. What would Dan Purchase tips be? For budding, you know, referees that want to get into the business, I'd like to ask you that from your perspective and how to do it, how to go about it, what you would do. Uh, maybe, maybe not what not to do as well. Would be would be cool. Yeah, yes, you absolutely, man. A great, you know, insight here. Um, like I said, I, I went to a show and and saw the guys tearing down the ring at the end, and I said, I just want to be that guy who's loosening the cables on the bottom of that ring because that guy is obviously in on the show he's not working it he's not on it but maybe one day he will be and he's further along than i am right now sitting in the stands so i set that as my goal i just want to be that guy and, and uh so the mentality of walking in and finding a training school and accepting yourself to start at the very bottom and to always take that mentality of the low man on pole but to always strive for more and uh, you know, keep your mouth closed, keep your eyes and ears open because walking into the business, you're not going to know more than someone else who's experienced it. And if you do, then just keep it in and it'll come out in due time. So when you first start, keep your mouth closed, keep your eyes and ears open and uh, and learn and soak in as much as you can and take in as much as you can. Because then in time, um, there'll be people who are learning from you. Um, and and vice versa, it's uh, like a cycle that we go on. You start out as the new student, um, you set up and you tear down rings, thanklessly, over and over, because it's what we do. It's what we have to do. It's uh, we give our hard work before we ever uh, look to get anything or or feel that we deserve anything. This business doesn't owe you anything, and you owe everything to the business. So those uh, those were some tips that I learned right away that took me a few years to fully understand and I'm still understanding uh, road trip after road trip level of importance that they have. So uh, work hard, treat people fairly and earn respect. 
were words that Adam Pierce told me, and I've always held on true. <laughs> Good sound advice from him as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Like you say, yeah, just have have respect, isn't it? Across the board with it, you know. Like you say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, I've got to ask you a dream match which you could officiate what would be the dream match for you as, as a ref to be in there in, in the squared circle. And it can be a tag match, it can be a singles, triple threat, whatever you, you wish. But yeah, just guys that you'd like to be in there with as, as a ref, as an official. Yeah, that's a, that's a wild concept. Um, there's so many fun matchups, fun matches, uh, lots of good characters, lots of good stories. I really enjoy good storytelling wrestling. Um, and I like to be in there with, with guys who uh, who are able to to give the old school workality uh, and and the old school values of pro wrestling. Um, a couple of guys who I really looked up to tremendously when I first started in the business uh, were uh, the Beer City Bruiser and Silas Young, uh, two uh, Milwaukee wrestlers. And, uh, and they were in ROH. And uh, I loved watching them team up and a little bit of a feud. Uh, two guys who I've had uh, the, the privilege of working with before uh, individually, but I've never worked a Silas versus the Bruiser match before. Uh, so I would say if those two could ever match up at any place, any town, America, or across the seas, uh, I would be honored to have a Bruiser versus Silas Young match. Uh, that would kind of be a dream. Put it in a cage, too. Make it a cage match. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, anywhere. Silas, yeah. Silas, we, we <laughs> Silas did well with the television title and Ring of Honor as well, man. He, another another guy. You know, they're not they're not like they're just down down to earth normal people, aren't they? But like, I think to see, yeah, and he and he, the gimmicks just believable, isn't it? Tough guy. You know, as long as you can get it over, which he can. Yeah, I was probably a little bit. Um, Scared of him, if, if anything, I think. Watching him, I'd be scared of him if I was across, yeah, across the ring from him. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd picture he's the guy who uh, he's putting on his wrist tape while he's smoking a grid out back and puts out the cigarette and heads right through the curtain. <laughs> and it's him with a bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Beer City Bruisers at the bar, uh, holding court stories, joking with everybody. He hears his music and oh, oh hold on guys hold this I uh, I gotta head in there and handle some bit. So I gotta attend to my yeah what I'm here to do. That's funny, man. <laughs> That's the dream, right? There with you having those guys. <laughs> Dan, growing up, obviously what, what you've seen over the years, fan fan perspective now. Matches matches that have stood out for you as a fan watching on television, you're growing up. Matches that have stayed with you. That that'd be good, that'd be good to find out, you know. Who, who floated your boat as a youngster watching watching these guys, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, I had every action figure growing up. WCW was a thing. WWF was a thing. I was getting everyone um, just for, for tons and tons. So there was so much good wrestling growing up. I fell in love with everybody. Uh, Jericho uh, over in WCW was phenomenal when he came over to WWF. Yeah, F um, was very fun to watch. Uh, him and The Rock during that like 2001 era and Stephanie McMahon when they're cutting promos on each 
other. That's about as entertaining as wrestling gets. Um, the Rock was always cool growing up, uh, but I found that I absolutely loved uh, this wrestler because I hated them to start and realized once I hate them, there's nowhere else to go. Oh, but then to completely you know love everything they do, and that was Triple H. <laughs> I, uh, I thought he was such a growing up, and uh, and he would always foil, you know, Rock or Stone Cold or, uh, um, you know, Cactus Jack, Mankind. But then I realized yeah, I, I absolutely love everything Triple H does. You know, through hating him, I found that I, <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> I followed Triple H throughout, and, uh, and he was my fave. Whether it was the, the early, mid-2000s era, or even as recently as when he came back and won that Royal Rumble a few years ago, I was... Probably jumping up and down, going bananas. I was so happy. Um, yeah, Triple H is always my favorite. I think that feud uh, that he had with Cactus Jack right in the mid 2000s, early 2000s, nine era, um, is about some of the best matches and images I, I can remember. I absolutely love it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Dan, before we go, Shows that are coming up for you, what's on the schedule, what's on the calendar, and then where the viewers and listeners can find you in terms of social media to see your journey as a referee. That'd be that'd be cool, man. Yeah, you guys, uh, catch me uh, at Perch XLV on the social medias, uh, Twitter and Instagram, and at Dan Perch on Facebook. Uh, working lots of shows coming up. Uh, we've got um, All-Star Lucha Libre coming up this weekend. Uh, we've got Galley Lucha Libre coming up in a couple weeks in Chicago. Freelance Wrestling is coming up on Friday on IWTV. We've got AAW Wrestling coming up. Uh, um, that'll be at the Bourbon Eagles Club. And that's on um, High Spots Network. We'll be at the uh, GCW JCW uh, Jersey J Cup on the East Coast. Uh, and that'll be in uh, Jersey City, Jersey, on the 11th of February. We've got some uh, some Warrior Wrestling coming up, and Black Label Pro coming up as well. Um, and Women's Wrestling Army is always a fun show to work. Uh, they come into town, we take a bunch of shows, and they air on Wednesdays on Pro Wrestling TV. Um, so lots of good a- action coming up. You can catch it on all the social medias, uh, definitely posting stuff and, and showing on the flyers. And, uh, and yeah, lots of fun action uh, ahead. You're a busy man, mate. That's a lot. That's bookings galore, that is, which is brilliant for you. I bet you, just, that's amazing. Amazing. Just amazing. So plenty coming up for you and obviously for all them promotions. Fantastic. Uh, incredible. Like I said, uh, it's a fun business to be a student of. And, uh, and we can kind of make our own schedules and uh, establish relationships in locker rooms with people that uh, we want to gravitate towards. Um, so I like working with people uh, that, that push me and, and try to push me up to the next level and allow me to, to try and work up to their abilities. So I've always got my notebook with me and take, taking notes every step of the way. Um, love working a lot of shows and, <clears throat> and getting that experience. That's cool, man. That's cool. My guest today the well-traveled pro wrestling referee. He's been to the UK last year. I'm sure he will be back. Held in high esteem, Mr. Perch, as well, let me tell you. And obviously, all the promotions that you work with, you've listed more, but obviously, GCW, 
AAW, uh, just a plethora of promotions that you're working for, man. And just thank you for talking about your journey, your start, and where you are now in the business. It's Mr. Dan Perch from Wisconsin Pro Wrestling Referee. And this has been episode 140 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much, Stu. And thank you, everybody. It was my pleasure. Take care, Dan. Thank you very much, mate. Hey, take care, Stu. Thanks again. All right. Sports Social Podcast Network.